Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. Let's go! Let's get this show going, man. Hurry up, hurry up! With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Wait, wait, Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 280. Getting a little bit shady tonight. A lot going on. We are finally into preseason. Feverish and I are fresh off of the expo, which I want to remind you. I want to remind you right now, top of the show, I am here as always with the Feverish Fenero. In case, in case you didn't know. You ever think, um, you ever think they expect me not to be on with you? You never know. Yeah, you owe them a, you owe them a, an episode on Tolbert. That should probably be like a single show. That should be. <laughs> that should be. I'm gonna, I, I have to find time for that. Yeah. You also have to like find some way to make them believe that I'm with you and then I'm just not. I, that will be easy. <laughs> that will be easy. Well, I look forward to that episode, Swags. Rookie fever injury news. There's 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 a decent amount of news on both players coming off of injury and then players getting some really scary news starting off with Zach Wilson. That one looked real bad for a minute. It did. Well, it looked really it, it sounded bad. There you go. For sounded a minute. bad. Yes. Um we had Dynasty, certain- we talked about this one super quick on Dynasty <laughs> Trades HQ, which shout out we to did. those guys. You know, we mentioned the expo, but those guys were super fun to hang out with over the weekend. I think that they ended up kind of being like, um, uh, I don't know what you could call it. I don't want to call it a click because I, w- I don't think we had one. We all kind of took care of our own business and whatever, you know, especially like Shane Manila is all over the place. But I think they were kind of our comfort zone. They had a hotel by us and we've known them for years now yeah. from back from the other site days. Yep. And so that was awesome hanging out with fun. those guys. But then we did this. One of my most most uncomfortable moments in podcasting in a while. <laughs> that was awesome. Which ended up being fun. Like, I'm glad I did it, but I'm not going to try to shy away from my <laughs> discomfort in this area that we did. So, I mean, we basically go up to Michael Seif's room and he's like, and, and you're kind of just like, yeah, let's grab a wallet. Like, like that's what's in the back of your head. I'll, I'll, I'll get on with the show, but you know, you're thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking. Then all of a sudden, like, he's like, Oh, check out all this shit. And we're setting up for the show, a show. There's four mics hooked up. He's got a camera. All of a sudden, feverish Fenero is using his skills and he, we've got a cameraman running around the freaking room. Mind some, you, like Fenero. You pull out a of a, a camera like most most guys you think like with fantasy football you pull out a football and like hell yeah let's let's go. You pull out a camera and Fenero's like check me out. Like he shows his athletic abilities <laughs> springing around a room with a camera and camera in your face, mic in your hand. I've never recorded like that. Yeah, it was um, but crazy. man, it was so weird. So awesome doing it with those guys. It was a, it was super fun. I feel like from what I I gave to the show is probably not exactly what they were looking for, but it was an awesome time. They, I mean, threw they me honestly, off. I, they I honestly, could feel some of the sweats. I'm not sweating now. I don't I don't usually <laughs> sweat when I talk into a microphone. They had no plans, Wags. They had no plan. 
But we talked about Zach Wilson a little bit on that and how that doctor kind of came out and pretty much said, like, Zach Wilson just died on the football field and we'll never see him play football again. Yeah. And scared the world. And now it's uh, it's bad. I mean, but we're talking three to four weeks. Yep. And then (laughs) Garrett Wilson comes out and he's like. Joe, Joe Flacco throws some really wide receiver friendly balls. Like he makes it sound like he really likes it. Any concerns from that comment from Garrett Wilson, or that's just being overblown? Yeah, that that's that's one of those things. I, I honestly, Zach Wilson is one of those guys that I I want to succeed, but I saw really struggle last year. So you don't want to hear stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. He but, he had some good games towards the end of the season. But Zach Wilson isn't. He, he's the guy there. He's not. He's he's not the quarterback that needs a little pumping up from Garrett Wilson. So I I just think that that's Garrett Wilson given giving a little juice over to the other guy that's never going to see the light of day. Absolutely. But and, and but Flacco, I would say Flacco is the backup to own possibly now behind Zach Wilson and not Mike White. Uh, fair enough. I hope we don't need to find out. I think either one is boring for me. Uh, <laughs> it is boring. That is <laughs> is boring. Is boring. Uh, poor analytic uh, analysis. I don't know. It is. I just I'm going to do a super it. flexible podcast and bore the shit out of you. <laughs> I would really just prefer to see Zach Wilson, even if he struggles again, just mature a little bit, to be honest. Even if that is also boring, I'd rather it be Zach Wilson. I don't want to see Flacco or Mike White out there. Absolutely. I, I agree. So these weapons. Pecking order, 2022 targets. You're doing Zach Wilson throwing to Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, and a uh, rookie fever favorite Elijah Moore. Hmm. Yeah, so so it looks like targets. Yeah, it looks like um you're going to have primarily Corey Davis and Wilson probably majority of snaps on the outside with Moore playing the slot, but then there's going to be a little bit of back and forth and I think to be honest with you it's just going to probably be I hate to say it, but for a good half of the season you could probably see Wilson at the bottom of that food chain. And then I think it flips and Corey Davis takes that backseat. So Elijah Moore stays in the one pretty much the whole season. Not by a crazy, like I'm not saying that he's like going to get all kinds of targets, but I think he stays in that number one slot and Corey Davis stays there for a good eight, nine games. And then Short you of see injuries that. or, or yeah, something of course. like that. Yeah. So now what if you flip it to yards? Because you mentioned Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson likely on the outside with Elijah Moore maybe being that target heart target hog uh, excuse me in the middle could you foresee any of this flipping for yards mm. touchdowns is Garrett Wilson open in the red zone because of the coverage that Corey Davis and Elijah Moore are foreseeably taking then you have Brees Hall <laughs> well that's why I was saying I really want Zach Wilson to to be out there I want the the team that is intended to be watched out there uh, as far as your yards, uh, I would say Corey Davis winds up in the season with last in yards because uh, Garrett Wilson in that second half um, makes up any gap that he had and supersedes him. So it would be Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis. I love it. And I love that part of the injury news. And we'll get back to a little bit more. We And we kind of talked about Garrett Wilson 
already, actually, so we won't have to. But I wanted to mention, this is actually supposed to be kind of like a grab bag rookie fever show where Finero and I were talking, you know, like, what rookies haven't we really hit on as much as we thought we have or we'd like to? Like, who haven't we mentioned one and much? And Garrett Wilson was one of those players that came yeah. up in conversation we wanted to make sure we talked about. But it's kind of a grab bag show a little bit. Just some of those guys we don't feel like we've personally talked about as much for whatever reason maybe like you know you hear say a lot on rookie fever low-hanging fruit like we mm-hmm. try to not just talk about the guys we love the the, the easy guys we love sure Brees hall you know those guys you, yep. you haven't heard us talk much about Brees hall unless we're doing some kind of projection show so we want to do a little bit of a grab bag another grab bag that you should check out though is campus canton mm-hmm. go over there Tell you right now, in case you zone out while we're talking about Campus Canton, put in code FEVER and you save that 10%. And use that on the biggest possible package you can. Save the most amount of money you can because that is that one's a one-time hit. So just get in. You're going to love the site. You're going to regret it if you – you can get a trial, but you're going you're gonna to regret it if you don't save that money up front. Those guys are awesome too. We saw those guys at the expo. The whole Campus to Canton crew – yeah, I got like, thrown on. Showed up. I mean, yeah, you hopped on the show with Felix for a while. Yeah. The most welcoming bunch, probably, like, easy at the expo that just absolutely, absolutely showed who they were. Like, if, you, if you've if you enjoyed your interactions with anybody from that team on Twitter, anywhere on social media, that was, that was who they were at the expo. So support Campus Canton. We we go into it every week, but I'm just going to keep it simple this week. Great bunch of guys, ton of great analysts, videos, stuff to read, podcasts. It's out there. All you need for Debbie, Campus Canton, and even like Panero said in the past, like they obviously cover NFL players too. Everything you want on that site. Code Fever, CampusCanton.com. 10%. I totally interrupted injury news. <laughs> That's all right. I like the uh, I like the segue over to Garrett Wilson. That was that was my biggest concern about Zach Wilson being out for the season is what it meant for Elijah Moore, what it meant for Garrett Wilson, what it even meant for Brees Hall, the whole team, to be honest. And um, another really big scary one was Kenneth Walker. For a while, we thought he was going to miss an extended period of time. Right, right after, literally right after ESPN's report from Brady Henderson said that Walker is going to be a huge surprise and be an actual large part of Seattle's backfield, which doesn't seem like a surprise on rookie fever, but surprise nonetheless. And then Pete Carroll saying that Walker had turned the page in pass pro. Love hearing that because that's a lot of the reasons sometimes these young backs uh, wait so long to get on the field is, is pass pro. So right after we get these reports uh, from head coach Pete Carroll and, and some beat writers were, boom, injury. It's like, damn it. Like, you know, Penny missed one week, and all of a sudden, Kenneth Walker's hitting the headlines. And then, bang, we get this. But I think we, we got away with one. I think we're not going to miss a ton of time. He had a quote-unquote procedure that is not, repeat, not a sports hernia. Um, we'll probably miss the remainder of the preseason, but I think week one might be uh, might be okay. Yeah, and I mean... If Kenneth Walker is hitting the headlines, Penny is topping the charts. Mm. It's just kind of also like to the injury news side of it. It's too bad for Penny that we keep hearing his name with more injuries when off of the way he ended last season. It's kind of just telling that 
at some point this season, you're going to see Kenneth Walker full force. Like DJ Dallas. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, nope, sorry. You might see some of him in the passing game, but sure. this is Kenneth Walker's backfield in the foreseeable future. Yeah. It's just like when. Yep. This one. Kind of like when a team drops a quarterback and the quarterback that we know is going to start is going to start, but we also know that that first-round quarterback is going to start at some point, and we all guess when that's going to be. Same thing with the running backs. It's going to just be when. Yeah. Any other injury news? Well, I think uh, it looks like Drake London also scared us a little bit with a knee injury. Um, We're hearing, quote-unquote, it's not a long-term thing. Swags, I don't know if you heard how long. I mean, I did not. Yeah, neither did I. So that's I think that's still kind of out there looming. Um, not something you want to hear with Drake London. Uh, for a lot of us, top three rookie pick. And uh, somebody I'm personally excited to see get a large target share. Yeah. Um, for sure. And that's, you know, very rare for rookies where you can kind of just bank on that. So uh, we're seeing that with a lot of these other rookies. Like people were banking on Christian Watson to get a large target share. We certainly don't know about that. Um, but Drake London, maybe even Traylon Burks. Dubs these is are looking names. so good. <laughs> we can't talk about him because we talk about him too much. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, with the time that Watson him. is missing, though, like, yeah. wow, you know, he's really looking good. Well, Watson is back. It doesn't mean that he's, you know, going to start running out on the field on preseason games, but he is off the pup list. Along with uh, fellow teammate Robert Tunyon, not a rookie, so we're not allowed to talk about him either. <laughs> but uh, both weapons coming back, it does beg the question, you know, was Dubs, I'm sorry, yeah, was was Dobbs getting this pub because there was a lack of weapons out on the field? I know that Aaron Rodgers came out and just basically bitched all the wide receivers out um, at one point, so he wasn't happy. Uh, I think this is going to be something that he's going to experience throughout the season with a lot of young uh, weapons. He doesn't have a reliable to throw to. Uh, his most reliable weapon is probably a wide receiver three almost team, Alan Lazard. Uh, I think Tanya's going to get a lot of uh, red zone looks if he stays healthy this season. But these two young rookie wide receivers, the one that Rookie Fever is very excited about, could just be in the headlines right now simply because there's no one else. There's a couple guys also a little later on the list that we don't talk about much that are going to get an opportunity as well. And honestly, that's going to make this show fun throughout the season. Swags, you know that. Like We track opportunity. We track Snapchat. It's, like, it's one of the most fun things we do in season to try to sniff out these guys and... Uh, and any possible, you know, mini breakouts they might have in their rookie season. Yeah, I hear you. If you don't have anybody else for the injury news. They're, they're the big names. I mean, Trey McBride's coming back as well. Um, and, yep. and Zach Ertz has been sidelined since August 4th with a calf injury. So I'm kind of anxious to see, like, what Trey McBride might do in a preseason game just to get a kind of peek. Like, I'm not expecting anything in, honestly, his first two seasons as Zach Ertz is going to be on this team. I like Zach Ertz in fantasy this year quite a bit, but Trey McBride might we might get like a sneak peek in preseason. I'm really hope now that he's uh he's back that we we get that. So that's that and that and just Andrew Ogletree, <laughs> a sixth round tight end that was starting to flash for uh you know, not Jelani Woods uh, for the Colts is going to be missing some pretty significant time and what they're just calling right now a serious knee injury. So that's a shame. Yeah, that um, one looks like maybe season. Yeah. But that's pretty much rookie rookie injury news. A couple 
wide receivers flashing big time. And I almost hate that. And they've been on the radar. radar. Don't get me wrong. You've mentioned them a little bit. We've talked about them on the show a little bit. But I kind of like the timing of this show. I feel like they would have been on the list even if they weren't flashing in preseason mm. like they were. I agree. I want to make that clear. <laughs> but and one of those guys, I don't know where you want to start with. Like, I have two that I'm kind of eyeing up here, but we'll go to Khalil Shakir. Yeah, Khalil Shakir. Five, five for five. Five for five, yes. <laughs> 92 yards. <laughs> good old five for five. Yeah. yeah. In preseason, like, did looked really good, too. If you go back and watch it, I know you, you're not playing with all the starters and everything but looked really pretty good those five plays yeah the thing i also liked is um he was playing both on the boundary and in the slot and when a rookie wide receiver can come out especially a rookie wide receiver that's probably honestly rookie probably wide receiver four (laughs) on this team pass catcher five Mm -hmm. on this team um to flash like that uh in a preseason game um, I don't really care about what defense he's playing. I like that he's playing on the outside. I like that he's playing on the inside. Uh, just, you know, quickly turning himself into possibly even that fourth option on a team that throws the ball a shit ton swag. So, yeah, you know, and that eventually maybe won't have to look for that veteran wide receiver every offseason that signs the one year contract. Cause you know what I mean? Maybe Gabe Davis does work out. Shakir works out. Yep. I think he could be in that slot. I don't, maybe Jameson Crowder is the odd man out. Well, I think that's inevitable. Um, again, uh, a matter of when. I don't think Crowder, Crowder needs to hold on to the job this season and he might just do that. So let um, me ask you this. Like, like Shakir's getting a ton too. of hype right now and you mentioned him as the fourth option. Yep. Sure, it's Josh Allen. It's a, it's a nice offense. We love it. Is it time to sell? Uh, I'm not. Is it time to wide receivers don't matter this? <laughs> And yeah. get get him right off your team and move on with all this hype. I mean, you, how could you go wrong? Yeah, I mean, if if you perceive, if the if the hype's getting me a second, sure. Um, I just don't know that it is. I bet you could get a second. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm trying I'd to think of a, tr- a player trade that I would enjoy. Yeah, I know we always talk, or I do. I always talk about picks, but oh, um, we all do. Yeah, just for value sake on a I was show. Just trying to think, yeah, of a kind of a move like an ad mm-hmm. to an ad. Mm-hmm. I would, I would pull, I would, I would, I would absolutely trade a Shakir for like a, um, Alec Pierce. Oh, I'm not even going rookie. I was I, like, I, I was trying to go with like, give me fantasy points in my lineup. Like here, you take the promise of Shakir in three years from now. And I think that's what you're looking at. I think you're looking mm-hmm. at like a third year where you'll start to be able to use him in fantasy. So you deal with his first and second year where you basically can't start him. And I'll take Brandon Cooks. Hmm. Gotcha. See, I was looking at more of like a segue. Oh. Alec Pierce. <laughs> That's an excellent segue. You know what? It's a guy that I guess we refuse to talk about. <laughs> I don't accept your segue. <laughs> Hell no. It's funny because all the guy's done in in um, in training camp is play with the ones. That's all he's done. And 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 for the most part, just so everybody understands, a lot of these players that will never play with the ones play with the ones. But you still like to see it, right? You still prefer. Uh, your rookie to play with the ones from time to time, but he's been consistently doing it all off season. Good reports. Um, quote unquote, his rate of growth this season has been like a veteran wide receiver. That's excellent. Of course, I want to hear that. Um, 
But you also hear things like still has a lot of work to do. Kid, kid's confidence is growing every day. You know, this is another guy that's going to get thrown out there, Swags. And, and that's going to be a player that we're going to probably talk a decent amount on rookie fever when we're trying to predict who's going to score the most rookie points in the season when it starts, because the guy's just going to be out there a ton. There's really not a whole lot behind him. He's going to have a lot of opportunity. It's just about Alec Pierce. Is he good enough? We'll find out. Uh, yeah, I hear you. You man, you made me think of a uh, try to fit. I'll try, I, I got a trivia question. I'm going to try to fit those. into the show. Love those. It's an opinionated trivia question. <laughs> you might not like it. So there's no right answer. You got it. Well, there will be. It's just not here yet. (laughs) There's another guy flashing in camp, a wide receiver, that I think might be better for his team than for fantasy, but is also seemingly going to get a pretty decent opportunity, which surprises me. I was worried about two things with this player, size and opportunity. Wondell Robinson just keeps on popping up. I don't know whether it's because I'm the Giants fan, but here he goes again, popping up again. We got him, the star of Giants uh, training camp and throughout training camp. No um, targets against the Patriots. There you go. Very yeah. <laughs> That's on the field. No targets versus the Patriots. But uh, I think he's going to be. That is without Kadarius Tony. <laughs> and Kenny Galladay only playing, I think, two drives. Wow. Who was no the QB? targets. Who was the QB this whole time? Daniel Jones only had two drives as well. Yeah. Wandale Robinson played a little bit more. No yeah, it's targets. Really, it's really tough to gauge those type of things when teams are handling preseason so differently. Mm-hmm. You know, they really are. Like, it But he was on like, the field. Yeah. Yeah. With no targets. I just want to make clear. Like, in, not in, earning them. And he and he has gotten a lot of like camp hype, you know. Right. But a lot of these rookies have everybody except Traylon Burks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like you've yeah. seen at least like a catch from like you mentioned a, a couple weeks ago. Like, but did you see the Quinton Cephas catch? Like, yeah, that was that was pretty nice too. <laughs> and I, I get what you're saying. It was me downplaying all these catches that we see in training. Yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> Wondell Robinson's an interesting man, and I'm I'm glad he came up after the players though that kind of did show up in some game action a little bit, so that they know we're not just like right going for those guys. But man, I don't know how are you feeling there? Yeah, so like I said, there was you, two things. Like, yeah, <laughs> there was two things that I was worried about with this this pick, especially where they picked him in the second round with size and opportunity. He's a small little point sized dude. He's five seven, one hundred and seventy five pounds. Um, but the opportunity might be there. I just think he's going to be a better player for yeah. like the team than for fantasy yep. once again. And I'm saying perpetually. Like mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever going to really help your fantasy team. And there that that actually, believe it or not, is probably a hot take. <laughs> like there's a lot of people who love Wondell yeah. Robinson. Like yeah. love him. And I just don't think he'll ever like. If you're a Giants fan, you might like learn to really like the player because I think he's going to have a couple really cool plays out of the backfield, even like little gadgety. I know gadgety is given like such a negative, but I think he could be like good for the team. But I don't think he's ever going to be more than a wide receiver three in the NFL. Yeah, maybe some weekly upside, but yep, that's hard to depend on with a wide receiver position. Once you have like three or four like guys that are your wide receivers that you're depending on as long as they're healthy, that once you have a guy that's weekly upside, even on your bye weeks, that gets tough. You're putting him in a flex spot, just hoping he has that like six to 12 points. All right. I agree with you, man. So it sounds like 
feverish just told you maybe see if you can sell Wandale Robinson to somebody in your league who likes him a little bit more than you do because he's chances are he's probably in your league um yeah I'm surprised you I, I thought you'd like him a little bit more yeah I, I've been I, I'm hard on Giants players to be honest like if I'm being fair I tend to uh and I you've tend got to a not closer eye on him a little bit too I think there's that but I think I also I I've been burnt way too many times to to kind of fall for it so like i i can't i tend to want to see it before i buy into anything you um made me think of something when you mentioned wandale robinson in the second round and i know these are two different draft classes i'm not confused but did you have you recently seen the amon ross st brown excuse me have you recently seen the amon ross st brown video where he is getting interviewed and he mentions 16 wide receivers that all went in front of him and like the way he talks about it is there's a certain passion to it that just you can feel the future success is as i know like any number or anything or any player is hopeful for their positive career or anything but it's almost just like he knows he has it like you can feel that he's been reinforced by his coaches his play and that's a put that video watch that video tonight if you can Fenero. I will. You I know you got a, I know you got a busy night, busy day. <laughs> Fenero's Fenero is big timing me today and we've got a hard stop. So we got to keep this going. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a hard stop. <laughs> I didn't really I didn't really like feel like it was big timing you, but you're right. Guests will often give us a hard stop. <laughs> Uh, uh, mm. But yeah, so check that video out though. A good video, Amon Ross St. Brown. I will. I thought that it was a good time to just hit that just because I talked about Amon Ross St. Brown really quick, but I wanted to talk about a tight end that we were lucky to get in our Campus Canton League, and that is Brevin Jordan. Mm. And uh, Fenero, I've got to tell you, I'm excited for Brevin Jordan. And and if you look at his preseason, he had a game with no targets as well. But <laughs> or he had targets, but he caught one and dropped another one. He had a couple bad plays, honestly. But the passion that he's putting into his play, like he's changed his diet. He's actually trying to take the steps to be a better player, positive person. Just sounds like a good dude. And they're saying they could line him up in the slot this year. I'm excited about Brevin Jordan. I think with all the rookie fever hype that he's kind of a forgotten asset a little bit. And I think that he's somebody that you could pry for relatively cheap or somebody that you're willing to move on from a little bit. Who was, the, who was the Houston tight end? Was it two years ago that there was a lot of hype about that never became nothing? Yeah, that was two. That was a never double negative. People. That was a double negative. <laughs> you never became nothing. They just, they just never became nothing. Um, it, I think, I think whoever that player is, who I've already forgotten, is is whatever his stink is, is getting put on Brevin Jordan for me. Like, it's not fair. It isn't. The player that was never yeah. nothing I'll, is stink. I, I owe that to you next week, so I will tell you who <laughs> I was thinking about. But he, he's like he's out nothing. there. He's not on Houston anymore. I'll tell you that. Um, if I gave you the name, if I remembered it, you'd be like, oh yeah, that guy. But, um, I'm hopeful. I mean, the opportunities there, I think Houston's heading in the right direction. If their quarterback stays their quarterback, if Mills is like the real deal, um, it would be in time for Brevin Jordan's third or fourth year. He could be a nice dynasty stash for sure. Yeah. 
I know I'm saying this year. I know you're saying this year. I can't do it, dude. You're not I, I, it, this I'm year. You, I can't do it. What I do like, I mean? I, <laughs> okay, uh, 700 yards, three touchdowns. Ugh. He's a tight end. <laughs> He's a tight end. I love how you said that. He's a tight end, dude. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Um, everybody's going to be Kelsey no, I like, this year. Yeah, I like the. <laughs> I do like the sound of the 700 yards. That would be a huge jump if I had to guess. And I'm stalling right now to tell you how many yards Brevin Jordan. But I mean, just to put it in perspective, I'm not telling you. I think he's going to go out there and have an eight to 1100. No, 700's great. No, 700's great. I would be very happy. Having Brevin Jordan with 700 yards. Very happy. So I regress to a little bit of a rookie rewind. Who will have more points week 13, David Njoku or Brevin Jordan? Njoku. They'll be playing each other the first week that Deshaun Watson comes back. Oh, that's fun. That's your trivia question. Njoku. I'm taking Brevin Jordan. Nice. You lose. Week 13... We got anybody who's who DM'd me or or asked us if I was gonna do the the Tolbert show. <laughs> Will you I, put this down? Week thirteen, we've got to keep track of David Njoku and Fenero. If if David Njoku is missing time, will you stick with Harrison Bryant? Oh yeah, I love Harrison Bryant. Me too. I I do too. But are you? Will you stick with him against Brevin Jordan? I will. All right. I like it. That's fun. Do you do you have a backup if Brevin Jordan misses time? Not really. <laughs> I don't. All right, if Brevin Jordan isn't playing, Brevin Jordan tonight. isn't missing time. <laughs> oh, was that the was that the other was that the other benefit of drafting Brevin Jordan? Is a guy does not. Miss no, time. I was joking. That was that was just dude. Seven hundred yards would be insane. Dawson Knox had five hundred and thirty eight last year, and he was tight end five. Oh wow. Yeah, 700. Isn't it so crazy when you look at that? How many touchdowns yeah, was that? Dude, 700 would be insane. It's going to be touchdowns, though, with Knox. How many so touchdowns was nine. that? Nine. Nine? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's decent. Honestly, tight ends, that's where they that's where they, they get up and down. So he would have to have a Dalton Schultz-type season. You gave him a Dalton Schultz season. That's that's ridiculous. If he does that, that's a Dalton that's a Schultz is he, Brevin he was, Jordan. He was, I'll he take was Brevin tight Jordan. valuable last year. Go trade away Dalton Schultz. <laughs> For Brevin Jordan plus. Thank yeah, me later. Can, yeah, ooh. I traded away Dalton Schultz and like a couple odds and ends for Kittle. Like people really like Dalton Schultz a lot. Yeah, they do. And they were like odds and ends. It was like, oh, here you go. Like here's the nuts and bolts to something. It's funny. I thought you liked Dalton Schultz a little bit because I remember we were having a little back and forth on uh, Friermuth. And I liked Friar more, more in Dynasty. And then somehow that turned into a conversation about this year. And I think I think we both agree Schultz is probably going to outscore Firemuth yeah. in Dynasty this year. I just don't – I, I, I still don't like Schultz Fryer. doesn't have that forever feel to me. Yeah, no, I got you there. Um, I told you, I think uh, we already have Dallas beat writers saying right now that Schultz will not be on this team next year. So now you're dealing with a team change on a yeah. guy that had one good season. He's so. got more of a yep, Dan Arnold feel, feel to yep. me. Yep. Like a situational Arnold, but yep. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It was just yeah, weird yeah, example. Yeah. yeah, he was in the right place at the right time. Yep. Traylon Burks making a little bit of noise finally. Some of it looked positive. Now I think he's going to be missing a little bit of time. Yeah. Um Burks is one of those guys that you're right. We don't we don't talk a lot on 
on Rookie Fever, and the the news seems to be, or the I don't want to say the news because I don't want to convolute it with what the show's about, but the vibe seems to be that he's struggling. And the thing that we did know about Trey Burks coming out is that there was going to we we did a profile with uh, Katie Flower, and she said like this guy's not Garrett Wilson, like he's not that refined, like he still needs to learn quote unquote the position. So it's not a huge surprise that he's going to be a late bloomer. It's not a huge surprise that he's not like blowing up in camp right now, like a Jahan Doxson. Like that's not or shouldn't be a big surprise. You drafted him high in the really high part of your rookie draft because you knew the potential. Like he's got this crazy ceiling from an athletic standpoint and he is a good wide receiver. He just isn't there yet. So of course going from college to the NFL is going to be a little bit of a struggle. So what you're hearing right now is he's struggling, honestly, even with other wide receivers, not being healthy, finding himself on the field, like not even the healthy wide receivers are out there. And he's still kind of struggling to, to find some playing time in preseason when he really needs that playing time. So that's, that's not good, but I think it's just a very short term look at a player that still has a ton of upside. Yeah. And that's what we do. That's what we do in August and June and July. Like we just look at now, and it, it feels really redrafty because we don't have games. Um, I'm not worried long term for Traylon Burks. I just wouldn't expect, you know, what some people were expecting because of that opportunity share. Well, when do season. you get worried though? And I mean, versus like holding and getting out, and yeah, that's the I game, mean, right? You can't that's just not worry about everybody. Yep, that's the game. Yeah, I think I think. I would worry about someone that doesn't meet my expectations. This was my expectation. My expectation Mm. is that he would struggle in camp. My expectation is that he will struggle in the first half of the season. What I need to see when I'll start to worry is if he never puts it together this season. That is, you know, I'd be willing to cash out. Kind of like a Rondell, a Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore never put it together. You know what I mean? He had a game. He just never put it together. Like the potential was just hanging out there. And you could still... You know, halfway through the season, when you were seeing that stuff not happening, three quarters of the way through the season, all the way through the season, cash out, and mm-hmm. you were you were doing that when you had them. So I think I think that's got to be like Traylon how you look Burks. At these players. I feel like I I'd be more patient with to your point mm-hmm. before I ask. You know, yep. when you get out or whatnot. Yep. But um, Traylon Burks fits the profile I like a little bit better than a Rondale Moore. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, you have less red flags. But then I mean, look at Lavisca Chenault. Mm, and what yeah. you could have gotten out for versus today, you're, it's oh, a, just oh. stuck with him. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not comping the players either, but yep. Vellis Jones, feverish. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the Bears are going to have little to no choice but to, to start playing the guy. Like At they, this point, he's third on the depth chart. Yeah, well, this because point. no one else is there. Yeah. Um, Harry's going to miss eight weeks. Pringle's got a quad injury. Uh, I believe the last thing I saw was no timetable for his return. So Vellis Jones is going to get one of those rare opportunities that he probably didn't earn, um, to be quite honest. It's not like he's having a bad camp. Um, I think uh, I've been hearing Peter King said, for example, the Bears have big, quote unquote, intentions for the third round, third round wide receiver. They're also seeing him... Uh, being more than a deep threat, more than those wheels that he has, which is another good sign. But he's one of those players, again, that's going to get the opportunity early and is going to need to capitalize. Cause yeah. I'm not, I'm, I mean, Harry's done. Like I, 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 or I'm done with Harry either way. But um, does that matter? Let me ask you the question this way, though. Does it concern you at all whether Harry is done or not 
the the Chicago Bears are searching. They're continually searching. They're looking for people. They're looking through. They're they're going through. Like if they were a business, they are actively searching for employees to take other employees' jobs. Whether it's Dante Pettis, Nikhil Harry, they are bringing people in house that. Obviously, you know, contracts cheap enough to where they probably won't be on the team long. I'm not saying that I disagree with you. This is not a go get Nikhil Harry rant. But what I'm saying is, like, does it concern you at all that they're shopping? They're not done. They know they need something and they're looking for it and hoping that somebody's garbage could work on their team. Yeah, I think I think they're you use the word garbage. I think they're just shopping like the cheapest guys out there. I, I well, honestly, it's, it's, gar- it's other teams garbage like one yeah. man's. Garbage yeah, no, is no, another I hear, man's treasure type thing. I hear like, that. I hear that as a remote possibility. But when you're searching through gar- garbage, your chances are are obviously much lower. You know what I mean? Like if they wanted to really make a move, they they're you know they could they could have started this process a lot earlier. You know this. There's nobody left to really get. They're looking honestly for bodies. I think this is a next year or even two years or even three years out team. Um, this is, this is a team with their first round pick that's probably going to draft a wide receiver next year. So keep that in mind. Darnell Mooney moves to the number two. You're going to be looking at possibly, you know, a, you know, a top five to 10 wide receiver on this mm-hmm. team next year. Velas Jones is a fast, speedy guy that we get to talk about because he's going to sure. have an opportunity because that's what they're doing. They don't, and he's they don't, a rookie. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, he's a third round guy, so it's, it's, it's decent draft capital. Um, and they're going to have to use him, which is good. Um, again, Velas Jones v- might be that guy that they're trying to find in the garbage to be super quite honest. flex. What fantasy assets are you interested in on your dynasty team from the Bears? Mm. I like Montgomery more than, more than other people. Okay. Um, for sure. And Fields is a long-term asset for sure because those legs are going to keep them alive while they're trying to improve this team. And Mooney, I've always liked Mooney. Mooney's my guy. Komet, I know Komet's a big name, and Komet's so that's gonna... where your list ends. Then, yeah, I, mean, I basically, think so. yeah. And yep. Bellis Jones isn't on it. No, definitely not. And I think I'd agree with you. If I have yeah. him on my team, I think that he's the kind of player you toss into any trade. You just want to try to throw a couple hopeful assets at somebody else that's great advice and because like you said if they do look at it or anything like that he is third on the depth chart tell him to listen to rookie fever we'll let him know tell him to stop (laughs) right here though before we say to sell him but he is third on the depth chart and that's with pringle on it to be honest with you and you mentioned he's got his own injury issues so that's with pringle on the depth chart at two and remember velis is a late bloomer he's 25 right now dude yeah you know what I mean? So like he, it's not like he was killing it in college. He came out like super freaking late, and you know to expect to expect a ton on a, on an offense. Quite frankly, that's going to challenge for like a top five pick. Um, there's 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 more to bet on the other side. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. But you know the people that we brought up on this show, you know. Yeah, you know, we mentioned, you know, some names like Wandell Robinson and 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 now Velis Jones that we're not high on, but there there's plenty of names like you said Swags that 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 are kind of the cream of the crop that we haven't touched on a lot. And and another one of those names is is Chris Olave. We don't talk about Chris Olave on this show much. Yeah. 
And, That's and, true. You know what I mean? It's almost like a Garrett Wilson thing. It's funny that they played together. <laughs> um, I don't know whether we just have something against Ohio State or what, but it's one of those things where I have some Jamison Winston issues. Okay, and belief right. in him. I think that that's maybe <laughs> one reason with me. But I mean, yeah, Olave's looked great. Olave's looked very good. Now we're hearing reports about Michael Thomas. They brought in Jarvis Landry. Well, Michael also, Thomas, I think, is going to be the man there. <laughs> I, I would like to see that. I mean, I miss Michael Thomas. Um, we always talk about Michael Thomas in the, in, the, in the past tense. It seems like it's been 15 years since Michael Thomas has played. It's only been two, but it feels like so much longer. Michael Thomas also isn't coming back to the same team, to your point. It's not Drew Brees. It's now Winston, which you're not a big fan of. And now we have you know a veteran like Landry. If Michael Thomas is coming back and healthy, you know, it's going to be tough. But we also are getting reports that the Saints are going to chuck it a whole hell of a lot more than they did. Three wide receiver sets is going to be kind of way more normal. So if that's true, maybe we don't have to be as down on Olave his first year. Maybe we get to see a little bit more. Maybe he surprises us. Maybe on rookie fever, uh, we're going to be talking about him more than we have in this uh, this whole camp and preseason to date. There you go. I hope I like so. it. I like the player. I like it. We'll have to see, though. I have no Chris Olave. Neither do I. Maybe that's why we don't talk about him. That's that's certainly uh, It's just one of those people that whatever area they were going in or where they went was not where I would have taken him. I I wanted somebody else around those areas, so that's kind of ends up being part of it, too. Garrett Wilson is somebody that I don't have that I I want to add to some of my teams so bad. Don't come my way. Rookie Fever listeners, we need your help. So, this is what we want you to do. First of all, go to Dynasty Nerds, put in code FEVER. But there's more to this, honestly. Like, we talked to Dynasty Rich a lot at the Fantasy Football Expo. And he is trying so hard and so passionate to, passionately to grow this space, like the Dynasty space. I need you to go start a Dynasty League with your redraft people, the ones that have been, you know, maybe they, they're always sending you trades. They, they seem like they want a little bit more, you know, they seem like they might be like you, like start some dynasty leagues, get some people into it, pull them into this. And that, that's all I'm asking. Like start some leagues, get them into this. If you don't feel like you're ready to commish, there's places you can go to that will host your dynasty leagues, be it safe leagues. Um, uh, there, there's Isn't a the lot FFP, of them. That, I think the FFPC does that. FFPC will do it. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd recommend safe leagues because then you're an MFL. But yes, there you, go. you know what yeah. I mean? If you yeah. want something else, like you said, FFPC, something like that. Um, safe leagues does offer a little bit cheaper, like startups too, though, than over there. If you don't want to yeah. like get a bunch into it as you're learning. But my favor is as simple as that. Like it might be a little bit late in the season for you this year. For a whole startup, I'm going to be completely honest with you. If you're doing a startup now, you're going to need either a night, which is hard to plan, or a slow draft. (laughs) It would take too long at this point. (laughs) So if you can't do it now, like get the talks going. Start talking to people about Dynasty Leagues and just put the buzz out there about how much you love this year-round format. Because that's what we're really trying to grow, and that's what it's about to us is Dynasty. I mean, you can hear it. In our voices, it's all we talk about. We play in a couple redraft leagues, but this format, honestly, if you're the guy that's putting work into your your leagues every season, 
and then all that work goes to waste because you're going to have to start it again next year, Dynasty is for you. If you've ever thought that once, like Dynasty is for you. So find those people in your leagues and start some Dynasty leagues. Home leagues, leagues like there's plenty of leagues with strangers that are awesome. I don't know. That's all I want to say. So go over Dynasty Nerds, listen to Dynasty Nerds, put in Code Fever, and start a Dynasty League. That's 15% off at Nerds, by the way, which awesome guys over there as well. But to me right now, I just want you to start a Dynasty League, and I think Rich would be fine with that. That's all. That's all, Feverish. I love it. Yeah, dude. Like, the first time you do that, you're never going to go back. Just get ready for it. It's going to be one of many Dynasty Leagues you're in. But Yeah, uh, before you know it, you're like, I'm in 26, and it might be more that I'd I'd stopped counting at 26 for some weird reason. And you don't need to give up your redraft leagues. I think ultimately you you might wind up getting rid of one or two of them if you're married more than one. But but, but I think it's it's just a unique format that... It's really addictive. Don't worry too much about the. If you're listening, part. you probably know. Quite honestly, yeah. That's why you need to let your friends know. Like, spread the word. Like, there you go. Give them some extra pushes. Like, if you only have two or three people, find two or three somewhere else, and maybe they have some friends that want to join. And honestly, man, like, just start spreading the word. And those two or three people, maybe they're in a league with somebody else, and they know two or three people that fit that bill or just somebody that wants a little bit something extra and your work to not be wiped out every damn season or or, dynasty or you have like two or three keepers and you're like oh i just don't i I only have two or three i have like seven guys i want to keep and i can only keep two or three yeah it's like oh not anymore man you can keep them as long as you want them and if you want somebody else you make trades within your league all year long it's a lot of fun yeah because honestly, we want to see this format grow and redraft's awesome. And it's the catalyst of everything and where we are today. That's how I started. It's how, I mean, I love it just as much, but this is like what keeps me going. So I, I'd love to see it grow. I know the guys over at Dynasty Nerds as well. Camps can, anybody we mentioned, you know, fantasy football expo, even it's so crazy because the way that's growing, most yeah. of those people are dynasty heads. Oh, absolutely. High majority of them. Big time at Artmark TV <laughs> with a hard stop for me. I am at Swagzilla G. This is at Rookie Fever. I gotta say it really fast because we are out. Rookie Fever.
kisses Fever without playing in you Fever, I'm a fire Fever, yeah, I burn for soon Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and he got the fever. No cure for the fever, so let's feed the fever. Thank God for the fever. Thank God for the fever. Now you got the fever, now you got the fever, now you got the fever, now you got the fever.